Well, my parents met when they were both in Shanghai. They actually grew up in the same city together, but they didn't know each other until later in life. I actually know this like whole big romantic story behind it, where he went to the U.S. and then asked, wrote her this big letter saying like, "You are my life. Come stay with me in the U.S." And so my mom just like dropped everything, and also because like she she had lupus, so she wanted someone to kind of take care of her, and he was a doctor, and she thought you know might as well marry him because you know, back then when you had like any kind of condition, people would say like, "Oh, no one's gonna marry you. You're not gonna have kids because like." You'll just pass it on or whatever. So anyway, they like come to the U.S. and have this really hard, poor life in New Orleans, and I guess that's where I was born. My brother and I. He was, he came first. I guess when they separated, I thought it was more just like they couldn't be around each other anymore because he's really, really antagonistic. You know, he was always really aggressive, always liked to start fights and and just. He liked drama. If you wanted something, he'd purposely say the other thing. For example, my mom had a friend who wanted to stay at their house, and so like my dad was really nice to her and was like, "Oh yeah, come stay, stay, stay." And then like one second he's mad, and then he's like, "No," and then he like threw all her stuff in the driveway and was like, "You have to leave." And it's oh, I'm homeless now, yay! <laughs> so um, he was just like that. Well, I never saw the like the wooing part, you know, and.、Um, I know that he's a very passionate person. When I, you can tell by like how intense he gets about things. But I guess what made them separate was that he he had an affair, and I found out later as an adult that like he'd been having you know su- successive affairs like throughout their entire marriage, and he's had conversations with me before where he's like, oh you know I'm a man you know like I have needs this is this is who I am, and he's like I I don't let your mom get involved with it. You know, it's like it's just sex, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, dad. <laughs> so it was just a little weird to to hear about that, but that's pretty much the reason why. At first, she wanted、um, them to stay together until we went off to college, which would be a long time. <laughs> so they were at this sort of. Image, you know, at this like the separation point, they thought, okay, you know, we can sort of stay together, and I'll go like do my own thing, and you do your own thing. Mostly him doing his own thing, because her relatives live in Shenzhen, so like we were visiting my mom's relatives, and then we went to stay with her dad, just get dinner, and then he like takes us away to like some random countryside place with his girlfriend, and then we like stay the night in in a cabin together, well, in separate rooms. And then, like, my mom couldn't reach us, and she was like, "Where are they? Like, where are my children?" Blah blah blah. And then, like, the next day, she calls his,、um, like, the, his colleague, and his colleague's like, "Oh, you know, they're like, he's with her." And then after that, my mom's like, "You could you dare like take my kids away from me and like not even tell me and take them away with your girlfriend who they've never even met? They have to see you go into another room with this woman and like know that you're sleeping with her." And that was the moment when she was like, "Divorce." <laughs> Because you can't do that, you know. Your life is your life, but when you bring like her kids into it, yeah, breaking point. <laughs> Maybe I'd see him some weekends, you know, or like, because my mom was like the master care, you know. Even when we went on vacations and stuff, she was always the one taking care of us. And she told me the story how they took this. 
we took this flight to China, which was like 18 hours, right? And then the entire time, my brother and I were just like sleeping on her, and he was talking with some woman, you know, lots of stories like that. So I don't really remember a lot of things with him when I was young, apart from when he'd come back and like bring us presents. One time he gave me a cat, and I was like, oh, I love you. He gave me a cat, you know? It's like not a lot of concrete memories. Well, in the beginning, before I've kind of like distanced myself from him, what I, my brother and I would always get really scared to, uh, like thinking about him because we didn't want to upset him. So if we were doing a crafts project, we'd always clean it up right away if he was coming back because we didn't want him to get like annoyed by the mess and we could never be late. You know, like he could be late, but we couldn't be late because he'll get mad at us for being late and you know, stuff like that. So I guess just stress, a lot of stress. <laughs> It's like I didn't, I wouldn't know where he was a lot of the time, you know, he, he, well, he remarried and for some reason his new wife went to Utah at this point, because at the moment I, I live in Hong Kong and um, after they divorced, my dad moved to Shenzhen, which was across the border. He would sort of move between Shenzhen and Utah and we wouldn't know where, like when he was where, two random places, right? And he sent his new wife to Utah, to the University of Utah to get a degree and a, I guess a green card, you know? Yeah, so I would see him maybe once every two weeks, something like that. And the way he told us that he was married was that he brought us over to his place and then I saw these huge wedding photos, and I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for inviting us to your wedding. <laughs> Awkward. Yeah. Well, I guess in the beginning, I was really angry, you know, as expected. But I never really thought, you know, like, oh, I wish they could get back together, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I actually realized that it was much better without, you know, it was much more positive and calm at home. And whenever we'd see him, be like, oh, I have to go see him. And then my mom would be like, he's your father, you have to see him. And so it would be kind of like this joke where we'd be like, oh, I have to go see him now. And then you get a little stressed out for maybe a night. And then if he was in a good mood, it's, it's okay. But it's even little things like if, if the waiter is not, you know, on point and doesn't give you your menu right away, he'll like slam the table down. Or like if the tablecloth's not clean, he'll pull it up himself and just cause a ruckus. And so, I think my mom and I and my, my brother, we were like really peaceful people and so we would just like be like, okay, you know, whatever, he's just being dramatic. He's like a baby. So, I guess that's how we dealt with it, you know? Sometimes when I'm talking to my mom, I'll... I, I don't know if a lot of people do this, but I, like I sort of like my eye drifts a little bit and I look past the person almost. And uh, my dad has this habit of speaking to you, but he literally is not listening to a single thing you're saying. He's just zoning out. And sometimes my eyes will just drift and I don't mean to. And my mom's like, oh, you know, you're, you're like your father. That just like hits me in the face. You know, I'm like, you should, don't say that. Like, don't say that I'm like him because he doesn't listen to you. And I listen to you all the time. And sometimes I worry that like when I get too emotional or like when I get too, or when I get too selfish that I'm gonna be like him because you know sometimes when you're like talking to your mom and she's obviously letting out some like really serious feelings and you're like I really don't want to hear this I don't I really don't you know I'd almost rather like not be there while you're talking and whenever I feel that I'm like oh you know I can't I can't because <laughs> then I'll just be like him you know I'll just like peace it's not unacceptable 
<laughs> I just like now when I when I like look at really with like shy people, I'm almost like you're so lucky that you get to be shy, you know, and that you can like just sit back and sort of watch the world go by and you don't have to be this active person to maintain balance in like your life, you know? You're just I, I just like I think it's you can't be passive. I think I've just like trained myself to like if you're not happy then like you have to do something. You know, you can't just wait around. So she's the one who was always telling me details and I would be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, you know, try to hear one ear and out the other. And um, she kept being like, oh, I don't know why uh, you and your brother are so like quiet, you know. I hear like kids, we get so angry for their parents, you know, they go and like beat their father up and we're just not like that. We're so like non-confrontational. And I think sometimes she wishes that like we could both be more expressive and emotional because she's so, she, I mean, she obviously has so many feelings to let out and like not that many friends to talk with. But I think as a reaction, we just both kind of shut down and not be emotional because there's too much emotion floating around. <laughs> it was a big part of like why I have this grudge against him, you know, because I mean, it's fine, you know, like obviously you have some issue, you know, like if you can't be faithful, get divorced, you know, like do what you want with your life. But it's like whenever I remember back when we were younger, he would say to us, you know, Oh, take care of your mom, you know, like, take care of her. Or, like, don't be so selfish, take care of her. And I'd be like, you're being the one being selfish. You're the one that's, like, going off and having sex with randos, like, to fulfill your, you know, boyish needs. Like, <laughs> and I guess I'm grateful that he's taken, you know, financial responsibility for us, at least, and does financially support her to a point. But as for, like, emotionally, like, if she would have to go to the hospital for something or, like, high blood pressure... I wouldn't like want to call him, you know what I mean? Like, I'd call him out of obligation because I wouldn't feel like he provided any kind of security. And there's so much pressure on like all the on the kids, you know. Before before she got the transplant, she had dialysis, like um, the the nighttime one, and so I would sleep in the same bed as her. It's like if you you have to stay really solid, and the second that you get emotional, then like you can't, you know, because she'll just, she'll just fall off the edge, you know. It's like. And you always have to put on this like really cheerful, bright, happy face because like you are you're the anchors of the family. You know what I mean? There was one time he came to drop something off at at our apartment, and then he he called and he was like, "Okay, I'll be there in five minutes." And then I hung up and I totally forgot. 20 minutes later, I was like, oh my god! And so he didn't even call again. Like, I, I, he has that character where, like, he won't call again if you're not there. He'll just, like, wait and then get mad and mad and mad. And, like, I, like, ran downstairs and then he was just sitting in his car and he was, like, he just looked at me and he shook his head. Like, I'd failed him. And I was like, I'm so sorry, I forgot. And, like, I don't know, it was just, like, that moment. It was, like, it was like he died and then I died and like, I don't know, it was, it was weird. I still feel like I, I'm attached to him. I think financially is a huge thing. I also know that I love him, which I, I feel like there's no way I can't not love him. You know what I mean? Like if he died, I would be in pain, but like I don't like him a bit. 
you know, it's weird to like be so attached to someone, but not, I don't know, not want to ever see them or be around them. So I don't know. I used to think about maybe telling him like exactly what was on my mind at the moment when I thought it, but then it, it's always, it comes out in the form of like dreams or you know, imaginary scenarios, but I, I would never, I would rather he die than I say any of the things that I thought about him because I don't want to, I feel like it's too late for him anyway. You know, like there's no reform. So I might as well let him just like die with the thought that like perhaps his kids don't hate him. You know, because I think he knows that, like, we don't really care. But to, I think it would kill him if we, my brother and I, were like, you know, you are actually, a, like, a, just a bad person, and I don't respect you. Because he's, like, hugely, um, like, a really proud person, so. I guess that's love, you know, not wanting to destroy someone. <laughs> the thought of finding a partner is just like terrifying because I'm afraid that I'll find someone that I'm that like makes me unhappy or that I have become a person that is like un incapable of like really falling in love with someone giving myself to some that sounds weird you know how when you like truly love someone you're supposed to you know you like sort of possess each other you know like unconditional love I I almost feel like I at this point I haven't found someone that I really like the thought of it has never I don't think I'm capable at this point to unconditionally love another person that is not like my family because I guess of fear of what's happened before me <laughs> with my parents because they had you know really intense love and I could see that but no <laughs> danger <laughs> I feel like that's true love. Cause like my mom like definitely loves him, loved him unconditionally. Yeah. I mean, she sacrificed a lot to be with him. Lily has a son now, like a one year old boy with his new wife that he's going to divorce again. Clearly he has a problem and should not get married. <laughs> And I met the little brother, and I was like, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> Life's hard. <laughs> Stick with the mom. <laughs> because he, I don't know why he tells me this stuff, but he was just like, I don't know, I don't think I should have to be here 30 days out of the month to take care of him. And um, he's like, I should have a life too, I'm getting old. And so he wants to, he wants them to move to Utah. He wants to go to live in the mountains, open a bar and then go visit them like once a month. So I'm like, you know, whatever flips your boat, not my problem. But poor kid. <laughs> I think he's, he's really selfish and he has this desire to like, quote, save people to make himself feel better. So like his wife was technically an escort and then he like saved her and then got her a green card, got her educated. And now he wants to marry like a country girl who can, who is his words, illiterate then she can take care of him. So it's like simultaneously saving and then like using. So I really do think he will continue. I just hope he doesn't have any more kids.